This is Bigger Pockets Daily. I'm Tyler, and today's article comes from the Bigger Pockets blog. Every day, I read a new article exploring a different aspect of real estate investing. If you consider yourself a multitasker, this is the perfect show for you. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app slash landlord. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation homeowning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com biggerpockets. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Unpopular Opinion. Self-help books do more harm than good. By Alexander Felice. If you've spent any length of time trying to succeed, air quotes, in life, then you've probably turned to self-help books at some point. Most real estate investors have sought out lists of recommended self-development books. Many titles appear on list after list. Once you notice those titles, you might be tempted to read a good chunk of these suggested books and to take the advice of these authors. You'll find yourself motivated and confident, but more than likely no closer to your goals than before reading them. Why is that? Consider this. Personal success stories are anecdotal. Unfortunately, what self-help books will never tell you is that one of the biggest factors in success is luck. Why do authors leave out this detail? Because no one likes to hear it. And it doesn't sell books. 
Sure, it also takes hard work, consistency, a positive mindset, networking, and other values you've heard described so many times. But in addition to those traits, and arguably most importantly, it takes luck. This is written about extensively in reputable nonfiction books authored by people who aren't trying to con you. Fooled by randomness, the hidden role of chance in life and in the markets. And Outliers, the story of success. Those are just two good examples, among many others. Here's another case in point. If you live in the United States and make approximately $30,000 per year, you're in the top 1% of global earners. But 30K a year is in the U.S. isn't that much now, is it? So how did you get more successful than 7 billion other people? You were just lucky to be born where you were. What about the Internet? That place where you can order Uber Eats and buy books, you know, the place where the most information is exchanged these days and where you can listen to this podcast? Did you invent it? Did it exist 50 years ago? And does everyone on the planet have access to it today? No, no, and no. So thank your lucky stars. What about that hard work, though? So 100 years ago, hard work meant caring for a farm, and it sure didn't pay well. These days, all you have to do is be popular on Instagram to potentially become a multimillionaire. Is that really hard work? Uh, successful entrepreneurs from prior generations would likely disagree. Instagram probably won't even exist in 50 years. So to reiterate, being in the right place at the right time, putting in the effort, and being blessed with the dash of luck is truly the formula for success. Getting lucky within the realm of real estate. Have you bought real estate since 2010? If so, you were extremely lucky because in 2008, real estate prices collapsed like never before. If you didn't participate in real estate until after that crash, like me and so many other people on this site, then you owe almost your entire portfolio gain to luck. Plenty of people are writing self-help or motivational books about real estate investing right now. However, few authors are selling the idea that it was simply luck. Instead, they are selling a narrative that sounds plausible, but it's unfortunately more entertaining than it is valuable. In many instances, I'd even call it charlatanism. Someone claiming to have a special skill or information that they don't actually have. Tried and true drivers of success. All right. Believe in yourself. What self-help books can do is show you that success is actually possible. This is great. In fact, it's imperative. For that reason, I do suggest everyone should read a few. And I do have a list at biggerpockets.com in case you're interested. And while I stand by my point, these books are highly overrated, it would be disingenuous of me to say they possess no value at all. Here's another useful lesson that they convey. Your future is in your hands. For most people, it takes reading a few to open up our brains to see our potential and to see what's actually possible. Therefore, I do recommend exploring the genre to some extent. But like most topics, once you've knocked out three or so of these titles, you'll know 99% more than the general public about real estate investing. At that point, it's probably safe to move on. Also, spot the cons. Does it offend you that the biggest accomplishment for many self-help authors is selling you their book? Gary John Bishop recently wrote a moderately well-known book called Un-blank Yourself, Get Out of Your Head and Into Your Life. 
It's basically 200 pages of tough love, of which I admit I am a big fan. But it's nothing any drill sergeant, strict parent, or unsympathetic friend couldn't come up with. What's made his concept notable then? Marketing. How about the famous book, How to Win Friends and Influence People? You've probably heard of that one. It was written by Dale Carnegie. I'm betting the title and author sound familiar, but you might remember Carnegie's name being spelled Carnegie, like C-A-R-N-E-G-I-E. That's because he changed it to resemble the actually successful steel magnate Andrew Carnegie, spelled the same way, knowing he could ride Andrew's coattails. It worked! To this day, people eat this book up, considering it to be a pinnacle of human understanding. Full transparency? Yeah, I even have a copy on my shelf. Marketing works, people. (laughs) The problem is that it wasn't written by a famous and successful business person. It was written by an average con man who was good at marketing. Beware of survivorship bias. According to Wikipedia, Survivorship bias is the logical error of concentrating on the people or things that made it past some, you know, selection process and overlooking those that did not, typically because of their lack of visibility. Survivorship bias is at the cornerstone of my argument. This common logical fallacy states that those who survive an endeavor have some significant insight into their success instead of noticing that it's simply statistically random. For example, If the main point of self-development books is that you need to possess a positive attitude, to work hard persistently, and to avoid being deterred by obstacles, then that implies everyone who isn't successful doesn't apply these traits. But that's not really how the world works, though. There are plenty of very hardworking people who have unfortunate luck. Maybe they were born at the wrong time or in the wrong place, or maybe they experienced undue hardship. Here's what I'm driving at. The people who have had success have a bias to think that the way they have done things is somehow special, as opposed to their success being a result of some luck. What's worse, as I stated before, most of the self-help books in print are written by those who aren't even very successful anyway. Cast your net wide. I'll admit I am a lifelong reader. It was only a few years ago when I started reading a lot but it quickly became a hobby that I obsess over, like I do with everything that piques my interest. Reading is able to both increase and fulfill my curiosity, and curiosity might be one of the best traits a human can have, in my opinion. It's valuable to want to know how the world works. Fortunately, living in the 21st century allows us to satisfy our curiosity like never before. The problem occurs when people don't see the value in having a broad understanding of the world. Instead, it seems people in the want-to-be-successful community are making a mad grab to read every success book they get their hands on. But ultimately, what is there to learn in them? They often provide little to no science, history, or facts to back up their points and are simply one person's anecdotal experience of achieving success. To read this is not to learn how the world works. It's just buying someone else's story. To be sure... Reading anything is probably a little bit better than spending your evenings watching Shark Tank in an attempt to understand how a corporation works, or watching HGTV to learn how to become a successful house flipper. (laughs) But based on what I know, none of these shows have produced successful CEOs or house flippers. They're just lazy entertainment. 
in my unpopular opinion, just like self-development books. So here's what to read instead. Here's my general advice for reading. Read everything. Although I know I spent this podcast talking smack about a particular genre, my intent was only to influence people to open up to the idea of exploring a wider array of topics and categories. If you want to know how people work, there are plenty of books available that discuss well-established science on human behavior. If you want to know what's going to happen in the future, I'd suggest reading history books. If you want to learn economics, plenty of econ books exist. And if you want to gain specialized knowledge about a particular subject like real estate, Bigger Pockets has a fantastic and growing selection of books on this genre. But as I've said, when it comes to self-help, I think this type of writing often does more harm than good. Kind of like chasing a high. You read one of these things and get motivated, but motivation isn't always directly productive. Before long, you're in a funk and you need another fix. So you find yourself searching for the next book to motivate you, repeating this terrible cycle. It's happened to me. It's happened to lots of people. And it's a trap everyone should be aware of and try to avoid. So, what'd you think? Do you have a question about real estate investing? Visit biggerpockets.com forums today to ask our more than 1.8 million members for some help. I'll see you right back here tomorrow.